Welcome back to the Trucker CFO Podcast. And thanks for connecting with us again for a Driving Your Dollars edition of the podcast. This time out, we'll wrap up our run of Driving Your Dollars episodes in 2023 by taking a look at some of the new laws and regulations that will be on the books beginning January 1st. Of course, we'll talk about why these changes are important for trucking business owners to understand heading into 2024. Colton Lawrence, the trucker CFO, will be offering his insights on these new laws, and Colton will also discuss some considerations related to deductions as we wrap up the 2023 business year and we get ready for the upcoming tax filing season. As always, Colton will be talking with Michael Burns, who is the co-founder and general manager of Radio Nemo of North America. Michael, who's the host of Driving Your Dollars, also serves as the Chief Financial Officer for Radio Nemo. Before we take you to our conversation with Michael and Colton, we have a couple of important reminders to pass along. First of all, Driving Your Dollars is broadcast Tuesday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time on the Dave Nemo Show and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. Also, we'd like to remind you that the Dave Nemo Show can be heard on the same SiriusXM Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time each weekday morning. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the SiriusXM app. Now let's take you to our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Good morning, Mr. Lawrence. Nice to have you with us. Thanks again. Good morning. It's good to be here. Last one of the year. Can you believe that? I try not to think about those, but my timer has a December 31st default stop on it. Unfortunately, I have to tell most of my staff here, it's December. Don't ask me anything. (laughs) It does fly by, but either way, I'm happy to be here. And it's always a joy to come on and share some good information for the listeners. It is. It's good information. And even if you're a person who watches the goings on in Washington, D.C., there's an opportunity to have missed things recently, a lot of things that people are yelling about, but a lot of things are getting done that nobody's talking about. And one of them I mentioned to you this morning, I am completely ignorant of today's subject, was not aware of the Corporate Transparency Act. As it's going now, this bipartisan bill that is making some headway got vetoed at the presidential level and then sent back down. Of course, they're going to rework it and send it back up until they get their way. But let's tell people what's coming about with this, what the goals are of the Corporate Transparency Act. When we think of corporate, we're not always thinking of a driver with one to five trucks. We all get included in this one. Yeah. Every business, the government, people in general, we love our acronyms, right? So Mm -hmm. three new acronyms for folks to get familiar with, CTA, BOI, and FinCEN. So what those are, CTA, Corporate Transparency Act, BOI, Beneficial Ownership Information, and then FinCEN is Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. So what those all have in common or related to each other is beneficial ownership reporting requirements. We talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, but essentially it's a new law that's coming down the pipe. The enforcement starts beginning January 1st and any existing 
business entity, there are some exceptions, but most of our listeners will not qualify for these exceptions. Any existing business has the year of 2024 to file their beneficial ownership information reporting. It's a mouthful. We really don't yet even know what that's going to entail. There's been bits and pieces leaked. There's a website out there on the FinCEN website of the government that gives some information. We've put out a blog on the issue as well. But we've seen anywhere from, hey, this won't be any harder than getting a library card to it's going to take you about three hours. We don't really know yet. We're kind of waiting to find out. Essentially, what it does is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network is trying to find a way to have better access to information that will allow them to penetrate these webs of LLCs and different corporate entities that get set up in an effort to hide specifically money laundering. Money laundering related to white-collar crime. It could be related to drug cartels. There's all different kinds of things, even foreign actors that come in and do the same thing. So they're trying to find a way to penetrate that. And unfortunately, what it means is all of us that have single-member LLCs or little partnerships for our trucking companies or whatever it may be, we're going to have to fall in line and do the same reporting. A couple things that are going on. There is a bill that has been passed at the House but has not yet been passed at the Senate. We are waiting to see if it's going to pass before they break for the holidays. But basically what this bill will do is it will extend the reporting. So instead of having the year of 2024 to get your reporting done, you have two years to get your reporting done. Mm -hmm. And then for new entities that get set up after January 1st, currently is the way the law is written. You have 30 days to get your reporting done. If this new bill passes, you'll have 90 days. As with everything, there are all kinds of exceptions within all of this. But from what I've read, most of us, again, will not qualify for any of those exceptions. Right. That's the way things lay out. We're not after you. We hear this all the time. We're not after you. We're trying to get the bad actors and so forth. But yeah, but we're the ones who got to do the paperwork. And of course, we do see these built-in exceptions and they benefit the people who we would normally expect it to benefit. And yet it's going to be something that we do have to pay attention to, the provisions of this and the reporting on this. What do you think is going to be the primary actions that we're going to have to do to make this satisfy what they're looking for? So you're going to have to provide a whole bunch of personal information on anybody that has ownership in your entity of greater than 20 or 25%, but right in that ballpark, 20 or 25%. You're going to have to provide that financial information. You're going to need to provide information about the entity itself. And all of that has to be filed online. Just like with anything else, whether it's your tax return or going to court or whatever, we always say you need to get a professional. I don't see this being any different. You really probably should not be doing this stuff on your own. We will be doing these filings for our clients. Frankly, we're waiting on a price point because we just don't know yet what all is entailed in getting this reporting done. But you can imagine if it does end up taking three hours to put this together and do the reporting and you go to an attorney to do it. I don't know very many attorneys that your bill rate isn't less than a couple hundred bucks an hour, if not more. So our price point's not going to be near that high, but again, we're waiting to see what all is involved. So just have your information ready or know where it's at so that you can provide that to whoever's doing it for you, whether that's you or somebody else. Right. And this is all information that we've reported previously and building your structure and all that kind of stuff. Probably not anybody else brand new going to be involved in the reporting because we've already sent that to them, but this will be a new entity looking for what? Personal information, social security numbers, addresses, 
a lot of high level information. What we aren't quite certain yet on is how deep they're going to go in terms mm-hmm. of that information. I think that's where there's this discrepancy between it's going to be as easy as applying to get a library card. Well, yeah, that's just name, social address. That's pretty straightforward. Others saying, that's going to take as much as three hours to get this thing done. Well, that's a lot deeper level of detail you're going to need to provide. And again, we're waiting to see. The website that I'm following, the FinCEN website, they just keep saying, stay tuned for updates. And none of this will be released until January 1, which is the first day that it's actually required you do it. So for new entities, people that are setting up an LLC after the turn of the year, it's going to be a little bit of a scramble because you're going to have this requirement that nobody really knows much about yet. For existing entities, you're going to have some time. Like I wouldn't say, hey, let's file on Jan 1 because we need to kind of get our arms around it first. But definitely as it stands now, by December 31st of 2024, you've got to have this done. And if you don't, there are some pretty significant penalties that go with it, including jail time and significant penalties of, I think it's $500 a day. Let's take a quick break on that note and let's come back on the other side and talk about some strategies that people can enact during 2023. This is Michael Burns, along with Colton Lawrence, the Trucker CFO. Colton Lawrence here, your Trucker CFO. The IRS is back and they have hired thousands of new revenue officers charged with one job, to contact you about your unpaid taxes. If you owe the IRS money or have unfiled returns, it's not a matter of if they're going to contact you, but when. Start the resolution process today by calling 888-235-4772. That's 888-235-4772. Or visit us on the web at truckercfo.com. We are back, and Colton is with me. And Colton, I want to talk a little bit about the taxation strategies for 2023 as we finish up December, as we go through our books, as we say to ourselves, that's going to cost me, I should have done this, and so forth. This is a really good time to be planning for the next year. Let's talk a little bit about that, especially as it relates to that nasty word per diem and our expenses out there on the road. A couple things I want to talk about. Meals and entertainment and per diem. There's a few pretty big things going on there. So there was some COVID legislation, one that increased the allowance for both per diem and meals. Mm-hmm. A lot of people may be familiar with the fact that on per diem, you had an 80% allowance. So you had your daily rate, but then the IRS said, well, you only get 80% of that daily rate. Mm-hmm. Kind of a confusing thing, but that's the way they do it. For tax years of 21 and 22, that allowance was bumped up to 100%. So you actually got your full $69 a day for per diem, whereas in years past, you only got 80%. So in 2023, that allowance goes back down to 80% for the per diem. A similar thing happened with Mills and Entertainment. Real quick, Mills and Entertainment, it's always kind of been synonymous with each other. The way it's said, you talk to people, it's always Mills and Entertainment. It's kind of the same deduction. Well, Entertainment was done away with. Entertainment portion of Mills and Entertainment has not been deductible now for a couple of years. However, the meals portion has been deductible. So if you think about as a salesperson, you're taking clients out and you are treating them to, say, a game and dinner, hockey game or whatever, the tickets for that game are no longer deductible, but the meals portion of that evening is. So as it pertains to truckers, same kind of thing. Anything that you do that would be considered entertainment is not deductible, but anything you do with meals separate from your per diem. So let's say you have a business meeting and you have some meals, those would be deductible. And the same thing with per diem, the allowance on that has been bumped up to 100%, whereas in years past, it was 50%. 
that goes back to 50% for 2023 on the mills portion. Which creates that thing that we've talked about before. It's invisible money. You don't have it. It's not in your bank. It doesn't really exist because you've already spent it. But then it goes back in to be part of income for taxation. Right. Yeah. You don't take that deduction for the 50% portion of the meals. Where this applies for truckers, as far as scenarios that might make sense to them, per diem is going to be when you're out on the road behind the steering wheel doing your thing. That's going to be per diem. But let's say you decide to take off a couple days and head out to the Mid-America Truck Show. Your time at the Mid-America Truck Show and the meals that you spend at the Mid-America Truck Show would be considered meals as a meals deduction and not per diem because you are at an event related to your business, attending meetings, doing some research on things and ways that you can improve your business, that's going to be a mills deduction, not per diem. Yeah. And there you go. I'm actually kind of surprised that the military contractors and pharma let them get away with this one. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, also we've got repairs and maintenance. We know that every driver knows that. Any changes in how that's going to be figured next year? So with repairs and maintenance specifically, there's what's called the de minimis expensing safe harbor. So this is one that can catch folks by surprise, especially with a truck, because obviously they get pretty expensive. You can very easily and quickly go beyond the threshold for that de minimis expensing safe harbor, which is $2,500. What that means is that anytime you have an expense like that, that is greater than $2,500, the IRS wants to see you capitalize it, or in other words, they want to see you set it up as an asset for depreciation. So it doesn't mean that you can't deduct it. It just means you have to deduct it in a different way if it's greater than that $2,500. And essentially you set it up as an asset. And most of the time we're going to take that and we're going to, whether it's accelerated depreciation or section 179 depreciation deduction, you're going to get the entire amount. So let's say you go out and buy tires and you exceed the 2,500 bucks, which is not too hard, obviously. We're going to set that up. We're going to write it off as section 179 and you're going to get the full deduction, but you would have the option at that point to spread it over a greater period of time, maybe perhaps to match the life of the tires and take that deduction over time. So just keep that in mind, $2,500, anything over than that, you got to treat it different than just the standard expense deduction. Is the tactic there to spend no more than $2,500 at one time when possible, or just plan on doing your expenses, like buy a set of tires, all 10 of them, and go ahead and do that and then make that balance an asset? Which of those two tactics would you go after? I would not specifically try to not spend greater than $2,500. Maybe if you're right there close, you might keep it in your mind, but just do your thing. The important thing is that you got an accountant, a tax preparer who knows their stuff and is going to take care of it for you. And that's why we want to send people to your direction. Nobody wants to sit down and figure this stuff out. Nobody. You guys are willing to do that and you do it well and you do it expertly and you guys do it so reasonably, but there is no price that substitutes for sleep at night. I'm sorry. Did I send it in right? All those things. It's so good to have a professional doing it, especially when we get into the next category, because the next category is confusing enough by itself as health insurance expenses. Yeah. So on health insurance for folks that are not S corporations. So if you're a sole proprietor or single member LLC, 
the health expenses, there's a specific portion on Schedule C that you're going to take your health insurance expense deduction. Pretty straightforward. Where it gets a lot more complicated is for S corporations. If you're a greater than 2% shareholder, you cannot take the health insurance expense as a deduction to the company. You have to actually run this through payroll. Mm-hmm. As we've talked many times, you have to be taking a reasonable salary out of your S corporation and you run it through your salary, your payroll processing as a reimbursement to you. So you pay the health insurance personally, but the business then reimburses you for that health insurance. That's the way you're going to run it as an S corporation. Okay. Just in the minutes we've got left, let's please get to non-deductible employee expenses now. So non-deductible employee expenses, I also will say this is non-deductible owner expenses. So things like everyday clothing, commuting, if you're driving local, your meals out on the roads around town are not going to be deductible. Personal cell phone usage is not deductible. If you're taking personal trips or using a business provided vehicle, those are not deductible. So just remember when it comes to expenses, it has to be ordinary and necessary. Well, Mm -hmm. your clothing, and this is one we see all the time, I needed to buy a shirt for out on the road. Well, in theory, you would have had to buy those jeans or that shirt, whether you were in the seat as a trucker or flipping burgers at McDonald's. Well, whatever the case may be, you have to walk around in society with clothes on. It's not a deductible expense, right? So it's not ordinary and it's not necessary for your business. So just keep that language in mind and just remember that things that really are personal in nature are not going to be deductible. Yeah. And don't come up with any of those great arguments like, well, I live in a nudist colony, so it doesn't work. Let's do this. Folks can get hold of you and receive your knowledgeable help by calling you and call you at... First, they can check us out at truckercfo.com. And then our phone number is 800-533-4230. That's 800-533-4230 or truckercfo.com. And from the website, there's a lot of different ways they can contact us and we'd love to help them out. There's also a lot of really good information. Colton has written two kind of half books, aren't they? Things that can help you in your business. I would suggest you go there. They are downloadable. It is great. The information is there. Please make sure you use it. Please make sure you give my friend Colton Lawrence a call. He will help you like he just helped me this morning. That closes out our Driving Your Dollars edition of the Trucker CFO Podcast. Driving Your Dollars is being developed in collaboration with Radio Nemo of North America and the Dave Nemo Show. For those of you who listen to SiriusXM, remember the Dave Nemo Show can be heard each weekday morning from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on SiriusXM's Road Dog Trucking Radio Channel 146. You can also hear the Dave Nemo Show on demand through the SiriusXM app. If you'd like to learn more about all the shows and offerings available from Radio Nemo, visit RadioNemo.com. That web address is again RadioNemo.com. Once again, the Trucker CFO team would like to thank the staff and management of both Radio Nemo Productions and Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking Radio for making Driving Your Dollars available to share with our listeners through the Trucker CFO Podcast. Now before we close out this edition of the podcast, here's a friend to tell you more about the offerings that are available from the Trucker CFO team. Do you have a team of tax, accounting, and business advisory professionals who understand the complexities of the trucking industry? There are a number of ways you can connect with the Trucker CFO team. You can visit the company's website at truckercfo.com. That's truckercfo.com. From the homepage, you can fill out the contact us form, which will send an email to a Trucker CFO representative. 
Also, through the TruckerCFO.com website, you can connect to the company through the Find a Time to Talk button to set up an appointment, or you can use the chat feature. If you would rather email the Trucker CFO team directly, you can reach out to the company through the following address, info at truckercfo.com. That's info at truckercfo.com. You can also call the Trucker CFO team toll-free at 1-800-533-4230 and hit option 2 for sales. That toll-free number again is 1-800-533-4230 and choose option 2. The Trucker CFO Podcast is produced by Podwheels, powered by Radio Nemo in collaboration with the team at Trucker CFO. Thanks again for joining us on the Trucker CFO Podcast. Just as a reminder, you can find and subscribe to our podcast through all major podcast platforms. If you do become a subscriber, we'd like to ask you to take a moment to rate the Trucker CFO Podcast. As always, Colton Lawrence and the entire Trucker CFO team wish you the best for continued safe travels and good health as you work to keep the American economy on the move. <laughs>